This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. God is so good. Did you come to hear and be healed this morning? I did. Glory to God. We don't have to leave with anything that we came with where sickness and disease is concerned. It's all been paid for. All we got to do is receive that which he's already done. Well, Father, we give you glory and honor and praise this morning. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And we just loose, we just loose the power of the Holy Spirit. We bind every evil thing and loose the power of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise this morning, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Just have your way. We are yielded vessels. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the man of God who has come to deliver your word this morning and set the captives free, that your anointing, your power, the power of God and the wisdom of God flows in this place today and destroys every yoke of bondage that the enemy has held captive, his God's people. Father, we thank you for freedom. We thank you for healing. We thank you for visitation, manifestation, and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for a man of God who would stand and be strong in your word. Father, we thank you for his faithfulness. And we ask that rivers of living water would flow out of him today to meet every need. And we thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. I hope everybody came to hear and be healed. You will not leave the same way you came. Pastor Bob will be ministering this morning. And so just enter in. We have a lovely worship leader this morning, and she's gorgeous and talented. And we're so grateful. Thank you, Lord.
up our hands to great love for us unconditional love that came down to rescue us when we were enemies against him An unconditional love that brought such a great salvation that was purchased in full it was all out of love they had for you and I he loves us so much and because of that love we can come to him without fear without fear of being kicked out without fear of being judged because of that love we can come to him and we can receive because he's always for us and never against us. His promises are true. They're backed up by love. An unconditional love. His love overwhelms even where we miss it. His love is bigger than our missing it. His blood is stronger than our sin. His love is bigger and even those places that you keep going back to and you seemingly beat yourself up God's blood and God's love is bigger than that and you can come to the throne room of grace and receive mercy and help in time of need with no judgment but total acceptance in him because his love has won the day his love has won the battle and won the war and we're victorious. It's a done deal. You're, we're on the winning side. It's not just a temporary win. It's not just a, a temporary thing. It's an eternal thing. Our victory is eternal. Our victory has no end. A billion years from now, the victory that Jesus bought and purchased at the cross, his love and his blood that purchased such a great salvation will still stand the test of time. And it will always declare that we are the redeemed of the Lord. And the finished work of the cross has purchased our victory. And we're always triumphant in him. We're always victorious in him because of his great love. And that blood that will speak throughout eternity that we have been redeemed. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. And we thank you for your love. We worship you. May we be absolutely established in that. Give you honor. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Find you two or three people around you. Say, I'm glad you're here. Well, good morning, everyone. Is this the day, last time I heard, that he made? <laughs> so grateful for that. We do have a, a parade later this afternoon. I know many are going to that, so we're going to uh, try and finish up a little sooner. You know, before I get started, can we just pray for our nation for a moment? I know it's been on everyone's heart, and um, we have the greatest day for the church is before us, because even the times will cause people to search out God, and it's kind of like December, you go into a store and they're singing joy to the world, uh, secular places are, are singing songs about Jesus, and because of the times we live in and because of the things that the enemy's doing and coming against us, it's going to be like December all the time. People are going to be uh, looking for answers, looking for peace, and um, we know where, who the Prince of Peace is. We know where to lead them, where to direct them. The difference is going to be they're going to be ready. And uh, Father, we lift up United States of America. Father, we pray for your divine protection. Father, we pray for the Christians to rise up and proclaim that you're Lord of this nation. And Lord, we praise you and worship you. 
We thank you, Lord, for uh, exposing everything the enemy is trying to do, the terrorist attacks. Expose it in the bedroom, Lord, that these things will be stopped. God, give us wisdom, give us insight, cause righteousness to rule and reign in this nation. Father, that the right people will be in office to make the right decisions. We do lift up our president. Father, we pray for the wisdom of God to be poured down upon him, that there will be people around him that will speak the truth in love, and he will receive it, and there will be righteous decisions made in the Congress. Lord, may there not be political division. Let both uh, sides come together and make decisions for the good of this nation. We thank you for a bloodline. We thank you for protection for our men and women and in military and the those first responders, Lord, we lift them up. God, we honor them as those that you've instituted, that you made a way for them to be ministers, your ministers. And God, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. And Lord, I pray it's a time that we wake up. And we wake up. That we no longer sleep nor slumber, but we wake up. And we take action. And we give you thanks. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I was speaking uh, just the other day, uh, a dream I had years ago. And in this dream, it was a huge clock, and the clock was 5 till 12. And I saw on the earth the enemy was doing different things, but he couldn't go nowhere. Everywhere he went, there was a believer there binding him, and he just, he couldn't do anything. He, he'd go to another place, and there was another believer. They were taking authority over him until he was just contained. Contained. <laughs> he was contained. And then I saw this huge angel come down and grab him, and he was taken to a pit for a thousand years. See, God's waiting until the enemy has made our footstool. We rise up, we take authority, we bind the enemy. And there comes Michael, and he's going to take care of that liar, that thief, that evil one, and he's going to be bound for a thousand years. We have a job to do, but the good news is we have everything we need to fulfill that job, to fulfill the mission. It's not mission impossible to us, it's mission possible. We just need to do it. <laughs> so I want to look at a couple of scriptures. Um, one thing was just putting down some scriptures last night, uh, something the Lord re-ministered to me. I want to make sure because I've got too many scriptures that I get to that. But um, yeah, I'll just mention it now that what the Lord ministered to me is that people are not receiving because they still think that there's some kind of judgment hinging on them. That they, uh, I remember Kenneth Hagin years ago, he said he was at a friend's bed, and he was praying for him, he was about to die. And he's praying for him, he said the Lord Jesus appeared to him, and Kenneth Hagin said, why don't you lay hands on him, Jesus? And Jesus said, I can't. He doesn't think he's worthy to be healed. And, uh, the man died with Jesus in the room, ready to, for him to be healed. So I think this is a place, even in the back of our minds, if you feel guilty or you, if you have any kind of guilt, usually it's hard to get healed because that has to be removed, and it is removed. But 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 but as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. Aren't you glad that the promises of God are not yes and no? I mean, you've heard that. I've heard that before. God's promises are yes and no. He might say no sometimes. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he's confused and he just doesn't say. They don't say that part. I just said that. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Sylvanus and Timothy, was not, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Are you in him? Then the answer is yes. 
For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So that means all the promises are always yes in him, through him. There is no no's. It's always yes. Well, you can come up with some excuses trying to get a no from him, but he says yes. When you look at the scriptures, there's no one that came to Jesus and he said, look, it's a no for you. I just don't really like, I don't like your clothes, so it's a no. I saw what you did this morning. Uh, you were irritated at your wife. It's a no for you. Now, he, he didn't even question them. He just said yes. He never turned away anyone. Do you think there was probably some people that were ask, acting like little rascals that he healed? Or big rascals he healed? I mean, though, you get healed, it can change your perspective. I mean, you don't want to act like a big rascal anymore. Or even a little rascal. You want to serve the one that loves you so much. And it, it changes you. But see, we think we have to go through this qualification thing to receive healing, yet the Bible says it's a promise, it's a gift. It's a gift. Well, what about all the stuff we, we do, you know, reading the Bible and stuff? That, you're not doing that to earn anything from God. You're just convincing yourself of the truth. You're convincing yourself of what's really reality. What's really true? All the promises are yes. So anytime you hear a no inside of you, that's the enemy. Because it's always yes. You don't minister to someone and you say, God loves you, maybe. You can, you can say, it's always yes. God loves you. God's for you. Jesus died for you. Not you, but you. <laughs> it's all of us. All the promises. You say, I need healing. He says, yes. I need a job. Yes. I need deliverance. Yes. I need some peace. God, yes. Joy, peace. Yes, yes. Prosperity, yes. It's no yes and no, it's yes. Isn't it good to have yeses from God? God don't want to rob a bank. No! <laughs> That's not one of the promises, though. <laughs> but we got to have absolute confidence in the promises. And that's what we're after, is getting confident in the promises. Mark 16, verse 15, he said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but the he who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any de anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they, they will recover. It says they will. Now, this isn't a no either. This is a promise. It says they will. They will recover. Laying on the hands is simply continuing the ministry of Jesus Christ. It's a continuation. Because when we lay hands, we're laying hands in his name. It's the same as if he did. It says they will recover. Now, if they will recover, that means you don't necessarily have it manifested right that second, do you? Do you? It means you might have to ignore some things. And this is something you learn when you're, when you're staying in faith. You've got to ignore some things. Now when you get born again, you get saved, you just accept him as his word. You can't see it, you know. Uh, it's all in the spiritual realm. But when it comes to healing, you can feel some things. And you can pray. And release your faith and still feel the same way. So what do you do? 
you ignore the symptoms. You ignore them. And you speak the truth. Say, no, this is my promise. I will recover. It's mine now. And you start releasing your faith. Because you can lay hands on someone and it might be later on that the recovery comes. You go to a doctor and they say, take this and you will recover, they hope. <laughs> but we never question, you know, I took one of those pills on the way home. When I got home, I wasn't recovered. Start questioning. Do we? No. He says, you, you're going to have to take this for three weeks, and then you start feeling the effects. Three weeks? Yeah. Well, I don't want the process. Well, sorry. It depends on how much stuff is in you <laughs> that you have to process through. All right, Matthew 10, 1, 2. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits that cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. See, we think there's some diseases that are harder than others, but the truth is they've all been defeated. We have authority over every one of them. There's no difference to God in, in healing the hangnail or cancer. It, when we have been given authority over all diseases, all sickness, every bit of it, we have authority. That means we have to exercise the authority. It's up to us. God will not exercise the authority for us. We have to. And how do we do it? We speak. We, we speak in the name of Jesus. This past week we had two people healed great testimonies because they stood on the word themselves and they spoke to the mountain. They spoke to the, the place of, of hurt and pain in their body and commanded it to go and the mountain moved. And they received healing because we can speak to the mountain. We have authority. It's up to us to do it. You guys start speaking the things. And somebody say, well, Pastor, I would never speak the things. Well, you need to go recognize you're speaking the things all the time. It's like the old cartoon, the bear, the big bear, and the mom would say something, and he'd be grumbling. Nobody remembers that one, but I do. Anyway, we're always saying something. We're always saying, thanking something. It's always going on. So you might as well speak the truth. You might as well speak what will affect your emotions in your life for good. We have the authority. Jesus gave it to us. We have to act on it. And when you lay hands on someone, you're exercising authority. And that's one of the ways that God brings healing. You know you can lay hands on yourself? I've laid hands on myself many times. If you got hands, you're a believer, lay hands on yourself. You can command that thing to go and release God's healing power into you. Well, I don't have as much confidence. So, well, get somebody else to lay hands on you then, or do both. But you can speak and you can command that that stuff to leave, and you can lay hands on yourself and release God's power. Let's stand up. Thank you. Just lift your hands. And Father, we thank you for these hands. These hands are a continuation of the ministry of Jesus Christ. We've been honored as sons and daughters to continue that ministry. And through the laying on the hands, sickness and disease has to go. And recovery comes. Recovery. And it's not a yes and a no. It's a yes. They will recover. They will recover. All kinds of diseases. All kinds 
of sickness, all kinds of diseases. We have authority over it. A, there's a demon involved. We have authority over all the demons. We exercise authority and tell them to go. We speak the things. We declare things. We're walking like Jesus in the earth. Representing Him. Now put your hands, if you have pain in your body, um, put your hands appropriate place, appropriate place. <laughs> Lord help us. I've had the inappropriate before. I was early in ministry and a lady came up and she, I did not know, I'm, I'm glad I had my eyes shut, know what was going on. She put my hand on her breast and said, you were big guy. I opened my eyes for a second, so I moved, she yanked it back. She was healed. Me and God had a big talk about that though. <laughs> but God is good. So put your hands. I'm going to put my hands on my, on my head. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lay our hands on our bodies. We speak and release the life of God. We lay hands and we believe for the ministry of Jesus to be released through our hands. And all sickness and all disease and every infirmity has to go. We exercise our authority and we speak to the mountain. Just speak to wherever it is, and you command it to go. I command this to go in Jesus' name. I command it to go in Jesus' name. I command it to go. Go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. It's a yes. It's a yes. And I'm qualified because of Jesus. I don't have to measure up. Jesus measured up for me. I don't have to be good enough. Jesus was good enough for me. Hallelujah. I receive healing. I receive wholeness. I receive peace in my mind, my understanding, my emotions. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Take a deep breath of His presence. Hallelujah. And that's what we do. You can be seated. We, we feed on the Word. You know. How many take vitamins in here? Do Take vitamins? and How many go to Whole Foods and eat some health food? A few of us. Well, why do we do that? It's because there's some things better for us. But see, we need to add to our vitamin list the Word of God. Because the Bible says it's health to all our flesh. And see, when I take His Word, when I feed on His Word, I remember His Word. When I confess His Word, that's the healthiest thing I can do. It's healthy. If God said it's health to all my flesh, that's that's health. That's healthy. And that's, we feed on it. We remember His Word. You got to make it fresh and alive. You know, oh, I know that scripture. Been there, done that. Well, there's more in there for you. Make it fresh. There are so many facets of God's Word. You never run out. Oh, Pastor, you don't understand. I know that scripture. I've known that scripture for 25 years. There's nothing in that scripture that I have not devoured and eaten and digested fully and wholly. Are you walking in health? Oh, no. There's some more eating for you. You're like the rest of us. We're feeders. We're feeding on God and feeding on His Word. James 5.13 um, I'm called for the elders of the church, and we have those mature in the Lord here. Let them pray over him, anoint him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith might save the sick. Oh, this is one of those yeses again. Hmm. 
For our faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Wow, what a promise. What a powerful scripture. It says they will be saved. They will be healed. Well, pastor, you don't understand. Cousin Billy Bob, he died. Well, I still have to go with what God says. I still have to believe this. There could be something in Billy Bob. There, there's probably something there we don't know about. But the main thing is Billy Bob's with God. That's the main thing, right? You know, there's times for things and there's times not for things. And it's not the time when somebody just died in some kind of theological thing while they die. Amen? That's time for love, comfort, peace. Anyway, it says here the prayer of faith. Notice it didn't say the, the prayer of doubt. It says prayer of faith. It's believing. Faith believes. Faith believes it receives. When does it receive? While you're praying. It believes that you receive, and then you shall have it. Do you know this shall have it is future? You've got to believe that you have it in the spiritual realm and then you will have it in the natural realm. It's, it's faith. You start praising God and thanking Him before it's manifested in your body. You start worshiping Him and thanking Him before. You couldn't do that when you came? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. It's awesome. Got that movement in the hand. Ah. She loved that. And you get manifestation and healing, just go ahead and let us know. Don't 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 uh wait for a pause. Just, you know, let it out. That's awesome. Let's give God thanks for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> all the pain, all the pain gone. Yeah, to oh, love it, love it. So what am I saying? The prayer of faith, you've got to do some worship and you've got to thank him before you see the answer. That's what faith is. Faith believes. How do you know when you've entered into faith, there's rest? Praise and worships to start coming in. Thanking them for what he's done. Because you've got it in the spiritual realm. You're just bringing it from the spiritual realm to the natural realm. It's yours. So you've got to own it. And, and worship him and praise him and, and thank him. I heard testimony... Um, been a while back, but um, a man who was believing for his, his daughter, and uh, she was in the hospital. They were going to pull the plug on her, and um, he was he was complaining a, a little bit. I know none of us have ever done that, but just questioning some things and and telling the Lord, you know, uh, I'm I'm standing and I'm believing here, and I'm about to pull the plug on my daughter, and um, and this is what the Lord said: Praise me. And he said, you know, he goes, Lord, praise you. And he said, yes, praise me. He said, praise me. He was leaving off the one thing that would have brought the peace to his emotions. You know, praise and worship's made to affect your emotions. Praise me. So he said, he's on the way to the hospital, and he started worshiping and praising the Lord. When he walked into the uh, hospital and there at the uh, critical care area for the first time I think it was five years he heard his daughter call out I want my daddy I want my daddy and she's totally healed and whole why because he praised God he praised him and worshipped him there was a book years ago Merlin Carruthers, 
believe that was his name, he wrote a book, uh, Praise Works. And I didn't agree with everything theology-wise because they praise God, you know, that there was a car accident and this type thing. We know that God's a good God. But they had incredible things happen because they just said, I'm going to bless the Lord anyway. Bless his name. Good times, bad times, I'm going to bless his name and praise him. And they had incredible things happen. We need to be worshipers and give him praise. Give him the honor. In 2 Corinthians 5.19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them as committed to us the word of reconciliation. The world has been judged in Jesus Christ. It says that he's not imputing their trespasses. He's not counting uh, their sins any longer because Christ took that judgment for our sins. So we have a ministry of reconciliation. What's our ministry? We're telling people that Jesus died for you. He took the judgment for your sins. He took the punishment for your sins and your transgressions. That's good news. That's good news. God is in love with you. He paid the price for you. He went to the cross for you. But see, if you think he's still imputing, if you're trying to get healed on your list of good performance, you're missing it. Our good performance or our good works comes out of a love for him and, and knowing all that he's done for us. I'm not trying to earn from him. And it's so easy for us to get in that cycle trying to earn something because everything in this natural world works that way. Your performance on the job. Uh, you get raises according to your performance. But see, in the kingdom of God, we don't get raises for our performance because he's already performed it all. What we do, we minister because of his love and because of his performance. But I don't do it to get points of God. I don't do it to earn righteousness. I don't get it to earn my healing or to earn my deliverance or earn my salvation. I do it out of love for him. And all that he's done. So if you have any inkling that there's judgment there. Or you have to do some things in order to qualify for your healing. You're nullifying grace. You're stopping it. You can get people healed. Now, I've seen people healed who were not living for God. Who were not saved. But see, to release why their sins have been forgiven at the cross, and I could release healing to them, and people could receive. Then what happens? God healed me. Then you can lead them to the Lord. What a great way to evangelize. If you feel guilty, it's hard to receive. He has fully satisfied every requirement for legal judgment against you in Christ. Fully, totally satisfied. The cross stopped God's wrath and judgment against you. And that's the reason when you get this truth, I, I have so much trouble with ministers saying God's judging America. And I say, well, God has already judged America at the cross. Not that there's not a future judgment, there is. And that's a white throne room and the judgment seat of Christ. But the judgment seat of Christ, that, that judgment, everything that you did wrong... Every place that you missed it, it's just burned up. What remains, you get rewarded on. The white great room uh, uh, throne of judgment is not based on your sins. It's based, did you reject Jesus Christ? Did you reject the payment for your sins? And since you rejected the payment for your sins, you have to pay throughout all eternity. No one goes to hell because of their sins. They go to hell because they rejected the gift of God. They rejected the price that was paid. They rejected a great salvation. They rejected Jesus. But Jesus paid the price for the sins. Notice here it says the world. He reconciled the world to himself. God so loved the 
world. And of course, anytime you say this, you'll have somebody, well, that means I can go out and live any way I want to live. Well, God forbid, because you open the door to the enemy, and you're not going to live abundant life. You're going to be miserable, because the enemy will come. There is a law of sowing and reaping. Our nation has sown some bad seeds, and we're reaping, but don't blame God for it. Blame ourselves. I tell my child, don't put your hand on the stove, and then they do it anyway, and then they come to me and say, that's your fault. No, it's not my fault. I told you you're going to get burned. Sin, we've been forgiven the sins, but we're not redeemed from consequences of sin. You can still sin and reap death. But there's a grace. But if you're feeling guilty all the time, you need to get developed in that he's our righteousness and that he's bigger than our sins He's bigger than our missus, and you get close to him, and you, you get that comfort and get that peace. Colossians 2.14, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that were against us, which were contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, being, having it nailed to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public pet spectacle of them, triumphing over them. The law required perfect holiness, it required, um, it required punishment for every transgression, but was completely fulfilled in Christ. So much they abolished the law. It wasn't abolished because we escaped judgment. It, it was abolished because Christ fulfilled it. You know, it's a big difference in I'm escaping judgment and knowing that Judgment has been executed. Judgment's been executed. So I'm not escaping judgment. It's, it's been executed in Christ. God dealt with it. So what's that leave us? The blessing. But you have to understand these truths. So I think one of the most liberating truths for the believers that judgment has already been passed upon Jesus. You've been acquitted. There is no sentence, there is no condemning sentence against you. You have no debt, no sin debt. It's, it's been paid. Are you getting the picture? We, we're qualified for healing, just as qualified as Jesus would be. It's ours. He paid it all. He took God's wrath and judgment that we deserved. He took our sickness, our disease that we deserved. He took the, the curse of the law, and he paid it in full for you and I, and now we're acquitted. He's no longer even accounting or keeping a record of your sins, of your wrongdoing. We keep a list, he doesn't. And we need to get rid of the list. Well, this, this kind of grace message is going to cause people to sin. Let's never stop them anyway. <laughs> it's going to give people a license to sin. They own their license, they're doing a fine job anyway. There'll be very few that will use this liberty and this freedom. It says that we have liberty in Christ. It's actually talking about we're free from the law. That, that liberty, very few Christians will use that, that freedom to go out and sin. Most turn totally devoted to God when you see the great love they has for us and the price that was paid. And we were saved from Him. So I believe this is the truth that uh, we need to get in our hearts. Our faith needs to be established knowing that Jesus has exhausted God's anger and wrath against all sin through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's for Isaiah 53, you find we read about this judgment. 
says he's despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, hid as it were, faces from him. He was despised. We did not esteem him. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. We had seen him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's the judgment. Jesus was enough. See, anything we try and add to that, we're saying he wasn't enough. If we're saying God is judging us, we're saying what Jesus did was not enough. You're qualified for healing. You're qualified for deliverance and prosperity. Everything that's included in salvation is a promise, is a gift, and you're qualified for it. He made us accepted in the beloved. He did it. So he gets all the honor. He gets all the glory. And we see this in, the, in these verses, the price that was paid for us. And then in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty nine, For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. What kind of judgment? You're not discerning the Lord's body, the judgment and the price that was paid by him, and you're taking it in an unworthy manner. See, judgment has passed on the Christ, but when you take the communion elements in an unworthy manner and you don't discern his death, you're just speaking judgment unto yourself. You're going back to the list when really the list has been abolished. It's been abolished. It doesn't exist. It was nailed to the cross. And then he says, for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. We would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we're chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. If we would judge ourselves, what do I judge myself? When I judge myself and say, am I in faith about the cross? about the judgment that Jesus Christ took for me. And I'm not saying you don't look at your own life. You do. I do it all the time. Say, am I in faith about this over here? Am I truly convinced? You know, you evaluate. You, you look. But you can do that in a way that you're not guilty, that you're not condemning yourself. You're at peace. But then I look at the cross and I say, Jesus took that judgment for every place I missed it. So I refuse judgment to come on me. But when I take an unworthy manner, I don't discern the Lord's death and the price that he was paid. It says the Lord chastises me, and that chastisement is like a, a child being spanked, comes and comes and pops. <laughs> yes, sir. I died for you. Straighten up. And then it says that I'm not under the, condemn, the condemnation that's on the world. What's on the world? They feel judgment. They feel uh, the list because they know they're falling short. See, what we have, we know we fall short, but Jesus took care of us falling short. And he made the difference up. So healing is really... Not to be a hard thing for us. The only thing there is we feel the symptoms and we have to ignore them. Because we can look in the mirror or you can get up in the morning and, and you just go, this isn't working, God. That's your first thought. But then you go, no, I'm going to refuse to look in this mirror. You need to break your mirror and look in God's mirror. He said, if you look in his mirror, Everything looks pretty doggone good through his mirror. And healing comes. Wholeness comes. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we do discern the Lord's body that he was judged 
of our sickness and disease and infirmity because he paid the price. There's a covenant of peace now. The handwriting of ordinances, the, the law, the things that were written against us have been, been abolished and nailed to the cross. And now we are qualified for every blessing of the Lord. We're qualified for the blessing. We're qualified for healing. We're qualified for salvation. We're qualified. Thank you, Lord, for qualifying us. Thank you that you did it and you receive all the honor and glory. You receive all the praise. Because it was by your mighty hand that you brought deliverance. It was by the Son that you came and revealed yourself and your love and your strength. Father, we speak healing into this place. We command infirmity and pain to go in Jesus' name. And we declare that sickness and disease is beneath our feet as we are the body of Christ and we've been given authority in the earth to use that name which is above every name that is named the name of Jesus. So we speak to those things that have been frozen up to be unfrozen and to move and flexibility to come. Command all pain and discomfort to go now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your miraculous healing power being released. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same quickening power quickening your mortal body. It's a promise of God. That quickening power is on the inside of you. And from the inside, Lord, we release that quickening power to our bodies. And from the outside, Lord, we receive the Holy Spirit touching us now. Healing. Wholeness. Oh, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. You're wonderful. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you that that judgment was so strong and so absolute. We've been set so free that we can come to the very throne room, not of judgment, but of grace. We can come into Daddy's house boldly and we can receive help and mercy even when we blow it now. That price was so strong, we can go straight to God and receive help. Well, Pastor, I don't want to receive help. I want to be those that doesn't need help. It's not going to happen until you get there. <laughs> God knew we needed help. That's the reason we got Jesus. Stop condemning yourself because you need help. It's okay to need help because he sent us a helper. Why do you need a helper if you don't need help? Get over it. <laughs> get over yourself. I want all the help I can get. Well, there's abundance of help. He put the helper on the inside of us. So he didn't trust us to go get help. So he just put help in us. He put himself in us. Third person of the Trinity came to live on the inside of us where we'd have eternal help. Got news for you. When we're in heaven, you know where the Holy Spirit's going to be? Living on the inside of you. It says he comes to live and abide forever. Ever. That's a long time. Joanne, come do your. Apologize for interrupting in the middle, but I couldn't. I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, things started locking up. I don't know what the deal was, but I couldn't do this. And I don't know. All you got to do is, and you don't realize how often your fingers and your thumbs are used, just like your big toe. You don't think anything of it until you get it something wrong and then everything is affected well I couldn't do anything I couldn't every time I touched anything with it it would send pain 
more places than I care to imagine. And, you know, I'm in the process of getting the total restoration of it, but just to be able to do that is just a great miracle. So, hey, glory to God. And it's that simple to receive. Come to hear and be healed. Hear and be healed. And I love what Pastor said. Isn't it so wonderful? The answer is yes. Always yes for the promises of God. Glory to God. Well, if you have something in your body you would like either to us to agree with you on to get rid of, or um, if you need prayer for something, that you want to get rid of, or even if you have other needs, we are here to pray for you. We have a wonderful team that's anointed, prayed up, ready to um, lay hands on the sick and see recovery. If that is you. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277.